0: This is episode 149 of the Fearless Launching Show. And today's episode, we are talking about how to be an amazing teacher. It's not just sharing your expertise, but it's how you do that, how you support your students and clients and people who who necessarily haven't even paid you money yet. How can you be an amazing teacher in all areas of your business and your life? Let's dive in. Hi, I'm Anne Samoylov and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it let's get into today's episode. Okay, so after that intro, I felt like I needed to do another intro for you. Today, I am speaking to good friend, mentor, coach, and all-around great guy, surfer, video fiend, James Wedmore. He is someone who I've been fortunate enough to know over the past several years. And in the past couple of years, he's had more of a direct impact on the steps, the the actions, the, the way that I've even looked at my business. And when I attended his live event in May, something struck me about James that I knew I wanted to talk to him about and let you guys listen in on that conversation. And it's all about being a great teacher and also what it means to be a great student as well. Uh, you'll see when we get into this that we we definitely go back and forth across that line of, of how to be a great teacher, a great coach, how to be coachable. And I I really think that you're going to get a lot out of this. If you haven't listened to his Mind Your Business podcast yet that he does with Phoebe Morocek, you definitely need to do that. But... I also want to point you in the direction of the blog post that'll go right along with today's episode, which is going to have lots of the resources we talk about, as well as how to get to know James a little bit more. So make sure that as you're listening, if you're like, wow, I I need to know more here, Head over to annesamoylove.com forward slash 149. I have created a little downloadable for you that I think you're really gonna love just to guide you through this because I, I do think the process of really deciding how you're gonna be the best teacher, the best coach, and also to evaluate your own ability as someone who is coachable. I think that's all important in this journey of, of really sharing our knowledge. And if you've got online courses or if you want to create online products or you're in the, you're in the business of educating and sharing your knowledge with others, you got to listen today. So let's just dive right in. Um, you're going to love this. Welcome, James. I'm so excited because we've known each other, it feels like, for so many years now. Whether you know that or not, we really have. I feel like since the days of Laura Roeder. Um, And I just want to say that, you know, since I've been in your world, you've been an amazing teacher and mentor to me, even when I wasn't actually even in a program of yours. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to say that, like, now I feel like... Um, Like, I feel like you're truly someone that I could come to if I had a question about something. I I feel free to do that. Um, So I want to just say I appreciate you for all those things.
1: Thank you. And And I appreciate you sharing that publicly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course. You're like, I have friends. People care about me. (laughs)
1: That means a lot. I really appreciate that.
0: (laughs) So, you know, today I and I speak very highly of you in um, inside the Fearless Launching group, as well as in my beta group, which I'll tell you about. Um, But so, you know, today I thought it would be really fun in nerdy terms, because I always say things are fun and I'm like, really, that's fun. But to talk about how really to be a great teacher and how it starts kind of before, people even take out their credit card. You have to be willing to be mm-hmm. a teacher and a coach and give of yourself and I've definitely watched your style of teaching, coaching, running your business change and evolve and I feel like you really have gone more towards being a true like leader and teacher. Not to say you're not a business owner because obviously you are, but so that's that's what I want to dive into today if you're cool with that.
1: I am I am so cool with that and really excited because uh, you know, a big conversation that my wife and I have been having. She runs the business with me. Um, is like really trying to get clear on our unique abilities or our superpowers or that area of, uh, that we call our zone of genius. And she always keeps remarking that one of mine is in the teaching and coaching department, which I love. But I especially love it because she has a teaching background. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so you're like I have no background. Like she went to school to learn how to be a teacher and i didn't um there's no formal training around it and she i love her she's always giving me compliments about uh, you know she's like man you're such a good you're such a good teacher and such a good coach and i'm not trying to say that to toot my own horn or anything uh, i think you already did that and so i appreciate it i'm just <laughs> I saying tooted like, that for you <laughs> yeah I, I appreciate it it just there you know this is someone with a teaching background saying that um, and and you know i think it does start with well, I I had to kind of learn along the way. Yeah. I, you'd be a good student to be a good teacher. But uh, yeah, I have no formal training.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, and that's exactly what I was going to talk to you about is, you know, first of all, like, I think that some people who might be listening might not know who you are. And, and, but, but I think that it might be interesting and it will be for me as well to talk about like, what types of things that were you teaching as, you know, along the way, you know, I mean, I know you've had online programs, but what kind were there different formats? Did you what, tell me a little bit about when you started to teach when you were aware that that's what you were doing?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> well, as soon as you ask that question, like my first thoughts go back to school, like high school and grade school, where as soon as I learned something, if I was passionate about it, the first thing I wanted to do was teach someone else it like it is my natural uh, way of being. It's just, it's just, it's who I am was like, I, I want to share this with you. Like I got to You, did you know, did you know, like that's how everything <laughs> would start and let me show you how to do it. Um, uh, so, so I, I do, I, and I remember like the older kids in like a, like a high school class and we're in like, a, you know, they're a little bit slower I was in the advanced <laughs> math class and I, I'd have to, oh, and they hated it. They hated this freshman kid, like trying to explain, you know, the, uh, Pythagorean theorem to them. <laughs> Uh, they didn't like that at all uh but but no so that's like the, i think that's where it started but um for business <laughs> uh, that's awesome. my first, my first my, yeah my my first online business was was teaching how to bartend um and you know i created an online bartending school and i was teaching people everything from how to make drinks to how to actually go out and build your own bartending business where you could actually get booked for weddings and private parties and it was it was this thing of just like I would learn something and it worked. And like the first thing I wanted to do was teach it to them. Like I learned how to build a website to, you know, for my bartending business and I'd show them how to do that. And then I'd show them how to like price your services properly and then show them how to do that. Um, and then just continue to evolve and evolve and evolve till what I've been most notably um, you know, uh, known for, I guess, is, is teaching YouTube and video marketing. That's, that's what I've basically be doing, been doing for the past eight years or so. And, uh, uh, you know, video can be a, it's one, it's a double-edged sword where it's like so powerful, such a powerful tool. And it could be so complicated, time confusing and intimidating for all various reasons. So it was like such a, and I went to film school, so it's like, there's already four years of all these things I wanted to teach. Um, and, and, but the fact that people are like, never held a camera, never been in front of the camera. um, I had to learn, first, patience. Uh, <laughs> of course. How, how do you take something that's complicated with moving parts and make it simple and make it easy, but also make it so that people actually use it, people actually get results with it? And um, that's, you know, years and years of how do you refine and optimize and improve? And, and um, oh, I just love that. And so, you know, today that's evolved into people of obviously, while I was building, I created over 15 products teaching everything you can imagine, like how to film a video, how to edit a video, how to make videos on your iPhone, to how to how to use YouTube in your business, to how to sell with video, like anything you can think of that had video in it. I had a co- course on it still do. And then one day people started saying, well, how are you building a business around that? How are you creating products and teaching people and getting paid to do that? So that's really what we've been spe- spending the last two years or so on. And, um,
0: I could just hear you. I could just hear you right now going, well, here's how. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and, and that's, that's what we teach over business by design. And, and it's funny cause it, it just, for me, like I, I'm clear on like my, my journey and like what I'm up to is, you know, this is what I feel really aligned with in my life is whatever it is I'm mastering in my own world is usually the next thing, that I'm going to be teaching. Um, and so while I was building that business, there were two sides to it. And, you know, this is a little off topic, but it's it's the most relevant thing in the world is that there's the technical how-tos of everything. And we really want to talk, you know, in today's episode about how we can go beyond that because I was learning all these things, like, okay, how to create a program and how to launch it and sell it and all these things. And this is like, you know, it's like, and you can turn it into an instruction manual for someone and they still won't do it or they'll <laughs> yes. do it, they'll break it or they'll you know whatever and so that was me that was me i was like i'm the smartest guy i know i was very cocky um i'm the smartest guy i know i can figure this stuff out and i couldn't and that's when i realized that there is a mental emotional spiritual side to us <laughs> and 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 what we're doing and if that's not in alignment um things are off as well and so i started going down that path of like like things like limiting beliefs and that voice in your head and why we doubt ourselves and s- self-sabotage. Like we don't even realize we're sabotaging ourselves. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it, but we, we are all the time. We, we, you know, I still am. It's not like I'm free of this or immune to it. Um, and so that's why I created a podcast as well. Like talking about a lot of these blind spots that we have that keep us from stepping into our full potential. So for me, the, the journey has always been, I'm going to obsess over a topic break through to get the result. And then I'm going to shout it from the mountaintops. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've discovered. Uh, and I'm going to probably keep doing that until like the day I die. So that's amazing.
0: Uh, that's amazing. I wanted to tell you that in high school, I was also doing things like that, but not in math class, not in any of the classes. Like I would go do some two week long arts camp in Vermont somewhere. And then I'd come back having to teach some, I had to teach something as part of finishing that. I had a, I don't know, a couple day long African dance workshop that I taught. Little old Anne, little 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 girl Anne. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, teaching. I like hired drummers. I made it this whole production. everybody in my little small town was just like, "What is going on, girl?" But I I did the same thing. You know, with and and getting. I think it starts with that getting excited about something and. Be just being willing to want to share that with other people. So, I love that, and I love the Mind Your Business podcast, which um, definitely shows that side. It's starting to show more of that side, and I'm very curious. Which I'll definitely ask you at the end more about this. But are, <laughs> I'm just dying to know: Are you headed? Are you planning to do anything more than just the podcast in that mm. realm? In that, you know, you'll
1: have to wait till the end. To to find the answer.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) even I have to. Um, Okay, so the the reason, anyways, today came up, and I kind of told you before we started recording that, you know, one day I swear I I thought maybe you were talking directly to me, but I think that you it was just on a Facebook Live, and I took it like he knows or something, and you said, are you you just said you know are you coachable? Can you be coachable? And you said it a few times, and I thought, whoa, you know, I've always thought of myself as being coachable, and. I can follow directions, but honestly, the second you said that, I felt a sudden rush of stubbornness in thinking, yeah, I am. Like, I felt like kind of like I wanted to stand up and be like, yes, I am. But the truth is, I started every time that I started trying to follow certain things that people were suggesting to me to do, I noticed I was saying no to things and not willing to try every piece. Well, fine, I'll do that, but not that.
1: Yep. So can I talk to this? Yes, please. Can I speak to please. Them? This is this is this is amazing. So we have this um, awareness, right? We have our conscious awareness, which is kind of like a flashlight, right? And so um, you can imagine, like the way I look at consciousness and, and awareness is like you're in a dark room and you turn a flashlight on and you see a limited view of um, the room right? You shine the flashlight in a corner, like all you can really see is that corner. And what happens is, as we go through life, we, we tend to stop moving the flashlight around and we just keep looking in that one corner because that's what we know. That's what we've been taught. That's what's been ingrained in us is that everything we know is that what the light can see. And anything outside of it is either unknown Uh, uh, or or it's threatening because it's unknown. And so when outside information comes in, we have a filter and we're really like, when it talks about being coachable, what what you want to observe is when something comes in, are we saying, are we looking for confirmation to what we already know that's in that small window of awareness Or are we really willing to either broaden the light of the flashlight or move it to another area in order to receive new information that may threaten or contradict what we already know? And that's that's what's happening with this whole coachability thing is that we walk around, especially the longer we've been – I don't want to say like the older we get, um, but like the more we've been doing something – The that, like, there is this shadow side to mastery, I guess, where um, the longer you're doing something, the more you think this is the only way, this is the right way. And we start to become less and less coachable and pinch ourselves off or cut ourselves off to new possibilities, new answers. Okay. so Tony Robbins says the quality of our life is determined by the quality of questions we ask but an answer it can can actually be very detrimental because as soon as you have an answer to a question you cut off all other answers and so being being coachable is 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 the uh, inverse of walking around trying to just confirm what you already know and throw out anything that threatens what you know and instead the way I look at it is widening that that light of the flashlight, expanding it to to fill the whole room and and actually receive or try on uh, new information that's different that's you've maybe never heard before. Yeah. And um, that, that's what coach coachability is is for me. Well,
0: I love that because, you know, so FYI, I, I did my own beta launch, which I went through your process, soup to almost nuts. <laughs> and but I was really but through the whole thing, I was definitely fighting some kind of demons like I know, like, OK, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to just let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's try this. Let's just what if this is. Easy. What? So it's totally different. Let's go. I had the. I felt like I had the whole um, flashlight. I was like looking out to the edges, seeing what was in the shadows on the very sides. I was. I was trying to open that as much as I possibly could. And honestly, the process was amazing, and it's probably one of the best and most fun things I've done in years. In my business. Um, Now, when I say almost nuts, it's because I kind of got a little like, um, and I know you're going to know this reference because you told me this before. I feel like I started to kick at the edges of my sandcastle towards the end of it, where I was just like, hey, this is working really well. Like, am I sure this is working well? And so I feel like there was a piece of it, which I'll, you know, I don't know if I'll share here, but there was a piece of it that I just didn't take it as far as I could have. But the beta itself is amazing. It's happening right now, as of us doing this, and it was amazing, James.
1: Well, I think. What, well, I think what I appreciate that, but I think what's most amazing is, um, and this is the the answer to all of, of of everything to me is is bringing in this level of self awareness, um, where you're just able to observe. And be like I think I'm, you know, to use your terminology, I've never heard that before. Like kicking my own sandcastle. Well, what's more important than anything is that is that awareness because that's what that's what being coachable does is it just it puts a little bit of that awareness on your awareness it's like you're observing the flashlight not just the corner of the room and you're noticing the beam of light and that to me is the the whole point is like well wait a second I I did this thing or I didn't do that thing. Why am I doing that? And just to be aware of it is really important. So when it comes to coachability, I think I think we can put this on a scale, <laughs> right? Yeah. We can actually ask when it come and it's to a, to a specific thing. It's not in your life. Like we don't go to Ann and say, hey, Ann, on a scale of one to 10, how coachable are you being? No, no, it's when it comes to this beta launch and following the process that James gave you, how coachable are you being? And you can really rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, and, and that's really important because what I never want to suggest here is that you walk around in your life being coachable. Like, hey, if a random stranger gives you advice on the street, you should definitely listen to it. <laughs> right? Be coachable. Just... <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, he said you should dye your hair purple. So, you know, you got to do it. Right. So I think that's the first part is it's uh, who or what are you being coachable with? Like m- being very intentional about like honoring that receptiveness and choosing who you're going to allow that that relationship to be coachable with. And if you are investing in coaches and mentors, like you've already decided to pay the money. So you might as well. Otherwise, what's the point of spending the money? Are you going to spend the money just to continue doing what you've always done so you can continue to get the results you've always gotten? Or are you going to say, you know what? I'm going to try something new on. I'm going to try it. Um, that's the first piece. Uh, the second piece, totally just escaped me right now but it'll come back to me and then you'll go I usually and here it is <laughs> oh and that was it yeah it'll come back to me <laughs> by the way that is a great mental trick like I usually have 10 thoughts in my head at once and so when I forget that number 10 I just say oh it'll come back to me and it will but um you know yes coachability uh is huge and who you're being coachable with is huge ah and it came back here it is here is I, I knew it would if I just kept talking <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, so here is the last little piece of this little asterisk I want to put in here. Uh, and this is where I get to go kind of woo-woo with people. And, you know, for people who aren't familiar with that woo-woo term, it just means like I'm bringing in a lot of like the the weird, uh, you know, spiritual energy side of the conversation, um, which maybe your audience is ready for. Maybe they're not. But for me, and, and look, this has been proven. They've done studies on this. They, they've, they've done... Uh, a, you know, surveys and tests and stuff that are all about intuition. And there's like some X percentage, like 80, 90% of high level executives and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies that talk about how much they use their gut or their intuition. You can use any words you want. They're their feeling uh, to make decisions. And that's something I want to throw in here is that coach, coachability is about trying something on. So, uh, do you, do you do uh or you've heard of like stitch fix, right? Yeah, Stitch Fix. I have,
0: and, okay. and I'm currently a member.
1: <laughs> okay. So, so am I, my wife and I both are, and as, as introverts and as busy business owners, like it is, it is a lifesaver because, and by the way, I speak in analogy. So here's, here, here you come with a metaphor. Um, but don't have time to go shopping like that's not a thing we do is like let's go shopping for new wardrobes so clothes just come to your house with stitch fix and it's amazing coachability is about trying the new outfit on to see how it fits not being coachable means looking at that wardrobe and saying nope not for me coachability is about let me let me try it on let me see how it looks and then there's that decision of if you'll actually do it if you'll actually buy it and that's where the intuition comes in, and that's where you have to be able to go with your gut and begin to develop that intuition. Does this feel right? Is this a hell yes for me? Is this, does this feel light, right? And and I, I did that with a client, a coaching call today, where I said, you know what, I've got an idea for you, and it was kind of an in, intuitive intuitive thought that popped into my brain. So whenever those ideas pop up, I just share them. I said, look, I've got an idea. You've got this. Great program. I think you should split it up into two tiers. I think you should have a, um, a standard tier and then you should have this like higher end VIP. And I said, now I'm going to hand that to you to try on. But you've got to, this has got to feel like a hell yes for you. Like this has got to feel like, like 10 times lighter than the, what you were going to do, which was just one tier. And if it doesn't, I wouldn't recommend doing it. And that is also a huge piece about teaching is it's, you know, and that's where a lot of ego can come in for the teacher is, um, and I've recognized this too, is a lot of people are teachers because they they want to be heard. They want people to listen to them. So there's a lot of attachment to like, they better take my advice. <laughs> and I never want to do that. I don't want anyone to take my advice. I want you to try on my advice and then see if it works for you. Find a way, create your own litmus test or system for determining if it if you're going to take it or not. That you have to be the final test. I could tell Anne a hundred things to do, and they might have worked for me, but they that doesn't mean they're gonna work for her and and we have to be able to have that level of intuition or gut check or just feeling it yeah uh, i'm I'm you know, so excited so my, right
0: now I can barely contain myself. I'm like, yeah, let him speak, let him speak, but I let him speak, but I've literally have been doing this i I think in the last couple of months I've been just kind of doing some of this more woo-woo work, whatever you want to call it with myself, it's not even work. And just when I'm on with people, coaching clients, I will tell them when I get a sense of something, I will use my intuition for them. And I could say, this might be, I might be totally off base here. Please tell me if I am, but here's what I'm, here's what I'm kind of feeling right now. And so I feel like just intuition in general is always a good thing to, I don't know, to, I think it's an important skill and and muscle to start working right away right away for everything just because there are going to be times when you have no you have no context the beam is only in one area of the room you have no i there's no data that tells you if something's the right or the wrong choice or decision or path you might take or program you might you know products you might create or 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 even an audience you may not even realize is there you don't have any data so you have to go on something And so I I truly do think that that the intuition is important for that.
1: Absolutely. And this is something I shout from the rooftops and some people think I'm crazy, but uh, and and that's fine because where I came from, like the the old what I call James version 1.0, like just to be really like real with people back in like high school, college, I was a cynical atheist. Like I was black. It is black or white. And and I don't believe it. And give me give me a break. And when I first started reading some of these books that opened you up to different things, like I would throw them away or burn them because I was just like, this is a joke. Give me a break. Um, and and I don't know how or why, but I, I, it, they just kept presenting themselves back into my life. And that's a whole nother. Yeah.
0: And then you story. opened up, you let the you let the flashlight open up. And then all of a sudden you're like, OK, I, let's try this on. <laughs>
1: I did. And and it was the the scientist the experimenter in me that's like, "Okay, fine. I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> I'm <Yeah. laughs> going to try it on and I'm going to prove it wrong." And that became my mission and and you know, like everything has been uh, miracle after miracle. And today, like as I reflect just even on the topic of intuition, um, my my biggest wins, my my biggest successes, everything has come from those like hits as they call them, of inspiration, where you just have this idea that just kind of whispers in your ear and, and you like breathe life into it. Like that's where this intuition piece is hard because it's, it's so quiet and it's so subtle, especially if if you're not really practicing it and, and you have to grab onto it and then with as much faith as you can possibly muster, like leap off a cliff with this. And and have so much faith in it that you know it it will carry you to safety, and you do that enough and enough and enough, and you don't even need the faith anymore. It's just a knowing. It's just like, look, I had this idea, I know it's going to work, and I always might where my mind goes. I know we're going so. I off know. Topic, I'm like I'm know. like thinking
0: that's too. I'm like intu- I'm thinking too, but yeah. it's okay. But, I
1: like it. But the last thing I'll say on intuition is like where where my mind always goes is was the idea success because it was this intuitive part of you that knew it would be a success, or is it the part of you that came after that made the decision and had the faith that I'm going to make this work? And I don't know the answer to that. And maybe that's too deep of of a question to even speculate. But at the end of the day, my formula is always find a way to get, you know, in a receptive place, recognize that intuition, and then act on it with full faith. And, and whether it's one of those or both, it, it, you know, it always works out for me. Um, you know, it's worth trying, but then again, you, someone hearing this can shake their head and say, this guy's ridiculous. And then I can say, well, then you're not being very coachable, are you? (laughs) And that's how we bring it full circle. And you know what? Okay.
0: So here's the, here's the question that I was, I was thinking about, which is kind of the, before someone's actually Let's say you're not actually in that official role as a coach. Something that's actually happened to me, and I wanted to bring this up. Maybe this, I don't know if this has ever happened to you or if you've seen this, but sometimes challenging someone like you did us to really be coachable, be be open, try things on before they, let's say, enroll or sign up is actually a really great motivator to action because... I I find that it's almost like saying, hey, if you're right for this, because maybe you're not, it kind of makes people stand up and say, yes, I am. Wait, you, you can't tell me who I am. It And it had, there's this human response and it happened a few times, totally by mistake when I, I wasn't, I was literally saying, Hey, I think you're good. You, you, you've launched already several times or whatever. Like somebody, I didn't feel like they were, they even were necessarily the right fit for fearless launching. And they're like, yes, I am. Here's my credit Mm -hmm. card. And I'm like, okay. So I, I don't know what you, what do you think about that? Like that kind of reaction
1: Well, I think the first thing that I'd like to do is, is create a distinction between a coach and a teacher. Cause 'cause I I think we're using them interchangeably here and there is a difference. Uh, And I think, I think a teacher is just a teacher and a coach is both right. Um, You know, there are times where I'm teaching and there's times that I'm coaching. um, Whereas a teacher could just teach. And the way I would look at a teacher is, is it's just a transference of knowledge from my brain to your brain. And, the, the reason I wouldn't want to limit what anybody is doing, whether it's because you're creating information programs or you run an organization and you want to be a, a teacher, a leader, and a coach to them. The, the way I don't, I just don't want to limit ourselves to just being a teacher is because anybody can acquire knowledge. And with the technology that we have today on the internet, knowledge is very accessible. But the things that we can't Google... Like, why am I stuck? Or what am I missing? Or why do I feel this way? Or why do I keep putting this off? Are the things that we have um, at our, as an opportunity or the problems as, uh, that, that uh, coaches can solve, that's, that becomes the opportunity for, for the coach. Because the fact of the matter is that every student has, and that includes us, Blind spots. The the things that we don't know that we don't know. So you can only Google the things that you know you don't know. Right? You can only Google the things that you don't know that you don't know. Like like, you know, how many presidents are there? Well, I can Google that. I can't Google, you know, something that I didn't even know existed because how would I know how to Google it? And this is, this is, you know, this is what we call a blind spot. And so what a, what a coach does, and if you realize like, it's not, we're not just talking a business coach, but a, in like, look at sports, you know, top athletes don't have teachers telling them how to play the game. They have coaches there that are there for those minor adjustments and those minor tweaks, they're not necessarily giving them information on like here's how to play the game. Like they should know how to play at that level. It's here's what you're not seeing. I can see this about you that you can't, and I think that's the massive, massive difference. Um, where I do a lot of teaching, but I'm also doing a lot of, a lot of coaching, um, and and you know those yeah, there's, there's just a, there's a big difference there. So there is definitely to, to answer your original question uh, a bit more, like there's, uh, there's definitely that coaching and teaching that's going on before the, the sale as well. Uh, and one of the things I like to say is that the transformation is in the transaction. Um, and I can't stress this enough. And I say this all the time and I know how it lands for most people where they don't get what I'm saying until they experience themselves. It's probably like someone reading a love poem from like, I don't know, like Emily Dickinson. Did she write love poems? I wasn't really big in poetry. I think so. Is that right? (laughs) Okay. So for (laughs) for me in high school, not being in love to read an Emily Dickinson poem or like, you know, uh, Romeo and Juliet was like, what? I don't, I don't get this. So when I tell people the transformation is in the transaction, in other words, when I say if you're if you're committed to coaching and teaching and helping someone, the, the biggest way that you help them first, the first step and the most impactful step is making them pay for the work you're going to do together. They go, yeah, no, no, I don't think so. No, I I don't feel like that. I feel actually guilty asking for money. If I really want to help people, I should be doing it for free. And, and so they don't really get that until they actually do it. And then they do it and then they see that the people who paid, the people who put skin in the game, the people that sat there and really took this decision seriously and and hemmed and hawed over it and, and considered all their options and consider what they're going to have to sacrifice in order to do this work. That's going to be the student that shows up unlike anyone else. And your job just became about 100 times easier. So I'm doing as much as I can to create a space for people to not only see that, but to realize um, you know, that, that, that our work begins when you throw down. <laughs> when you put skin in the game, you put your money where your mouth is. Ah, uh, because it is a simple fact: people do not value what they don't pay for. Yeah, and or you they know, don't
0: put kid- something there. There can be a different type of investment, I think, and in, in terms um, of like a beta absolutely. or something like that. But, um, but yeah, I agree, totally agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just think of kids; like we all went to school, most of us, right? And we didn't have to pay for that education ourselves, at least. So, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't value. It. I mean, I know there are like, you know, very studious children and stuff but most kids like they're sitting there snoozing in class and (laughs) you you want that as an as an adult someone like you know going through something that you've created and them having that same way because that's for a lot of people that's the only way they know is is the only other experience they have with education is the one they were given through you know like public education standardized uh education um so you got to be able to create a different environment so
0: You know, something you just said actually makes me kind of think about, you know, from the, that, that a transaction isn't just for their transformation. It's for the, for the students' transformation. It's there for you too, because if you have a lot of people who just kind of came, come, come into your classroom, whatever, wherever it is that you're teaching or, or coaching, then you want people to be showing up. You want people to be excited. You want to know that they're, there you know, to do something, to solve something. And I feel like it fills you up as well as that
1: leader. Well, you know what I've seen, you know what I've seen a ton is people who undercharge for whatever they're offering or teaching. And then they end up resenting their students because they're overworking and, and getting underpaid. And that is, that is, extremely dangerous like yes you should when when someone like and I love when this happens when when someone has a successful launch or promotion and they've made all this money and the first thing they do is like holy crap I hope it's good enough like I hope I <laughs> I I, hope I bring it and it's like good like that's how you should feel <laughs> exactly like, you should feel on the line for these people's lives not not in a negative, disempowering way, but you shouldn't take it lightly, in the slightest. Oh my goodness! So, you know, but yeah, it's like, hey, it's ten bucks, and and then it's like, oh, whatever. Like I just kind of threw something together. It's like, what's the point then? You're just wasting everyone's time, yours and and theirs. So you don't think it's um, actually
0: bad then to feel because I I feel like you know as as the really it's I feel like what what the beta program is really feels more like a coaching program, even though I am definitely transferring knowledge, I'm always like, am I giving enough? I want to give more. I want to make sure that like, I'm, I'm like so amped up to make sure that they are able to walk away really remembering, feeling the experience and, and the stuff they learned as well.
1: How how is that a bad thing?
0: I don't think it is a bad thing, but like, you know,
1: it's a fantastic thing. What I'm like, yes, you don't want any, like to live your life from this context of like, am I doing enough? It long term that and that's and that's not what I'm talking about. Like, that's we got to shift that, and this is what I'm talking about. If we're if we have that in playing in the background, um, we're gonna be in trouble long term. But what I'm talking about is what you're saying is like there should be just like if you were to go speak at an event in front of 5,000 people, you feel butterflies in your stomach, you feel a little nervous, like those nerves are a good thing, right? You know, that whole phrase, like that's your body telling you you're about to perform at optimal capacity or whatever. Right. It's this, it's the same thing. It's like, you should feel that pressure. You should feel that like, okay, it's game time. I'm going to give them everything I got. And, and it, it's going to be amazing. I'm not going to take this lightly. Whereas the, the, to contrast that with like, you know, I, I didn't charge enough and I didn't really make a lot. Like, I just want this to be over with. Like, if that's the opposite, we want to we wanna be away from that as much as possible, which is why I'm such a fan on so many levels on charging premium prices for everything you do. And the easiest way to start doing that is when you realize that you can be more than a teacher, that you can step into a teacher slash coach role or you know coach slash teacher, um, because that's where you become invaluable. Anybody can show you how to press record on your iPhone. Anyone can show you how to make a video with your iPhone or your mobile device, but if I can show you unique strategies and and uh, for for making creative more creative videos, if I can show you ways for for getting comfortable on camera uh, and looking better uh, and 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 motivate you and encourage you and inspire you to do that work. And to think differently about that work and to be more effective and get more done with it, then I've elevated what I'm doing. I've elevated the value that I provide to beyond just a transference of knowledge. And that's where you become indispensable. That's where you become uh, a premium priced authority, not just a commodity.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, you know what? I, I was thinking of the BBD Live back in May. And I was watching you do something that I thought was so, I mean, first of all, I want the, I just love the, the structure of the event, everything, or yeah, the structure of the event. But I also just liked how there was a sense of calling people, calling people out to demonstrate to be there, to be willing to, to show, (laughs) to show what they had to share. (laughs) And, and I will fully, I think I've even said this on the podcast before that, that I, I said no to you when you said that, you said, Hey, do you want to get up there and talk about launching or whatever or something? And I said, uh, uh, I was in the moment. I just was caught very off guard. And, but I love that you push people to do that. And I'm wondering like, Is that what you do when you feel like, do you you generally just push people who you think are potentially willing or do you try to, do you see students ever or clients or customers of any kind, like they could be doing more? I'm going to tell them that. Or do you just kind of hang back?
1: You know, I, oh man, that's, it's a, it's a, that's a really challenge for me to answer. But I, what did come up is a, is a great analogy that we actually did share at the live event, which is, um, you know, really this difference of, uh, like if I were to write a book on how to swim, right? If you remember that, if I give, I write the best book in the world on how to swim, um, and you read it and you're the smartest student, you're the, you know, top of the class teacher's pet, you've read that book cover to cover. You can memorize it. Does that make you a swimmer? Right. You've never swam before. It doesn't. And you know, that, that's what I'm talking about, this difference between uh, teaching. That's just a transference of knowledge. Like, okay, you have all the mechanics down. You understand buoyancy and, you know, the different types of ways that you could swim. But you still don't know how to swim. And that's what I feel like is happening um, a lot within our uh, industry at large. Where, like, I could show you how to run a podcast. I could show you what equipment to get. I could show you how to record and edit. But... Will you know how to, or will you actually be podcasting? Will you know how to captivate your audience? Will you know how to communicate effectively and get attention and inspire others, right? That takes something else. And the only way that I know how to teach someone else is through the only way that I know how to learn. And that's through experience, through action that I think... Every, every one of those things that we truly need, that's those, those ways of, of being, whether it's something like leadership or confidence or authority, those are things you don't learn in a book. Those are things you learn by doing. And so the entire intention of that event was to give people an opportunity to experience leadership, to experience communication or influence. By actually doing those things. In other words, if if Ann comes to me and says, James, I'd like to learn how to swim, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take the book, I'm gonna throw it away, and I'm gonna push her in the deep end of the pool. There you go. And you know, so I did. I went to I went to Anne and I I I had her at the edge of the pool and I was like, Would you like me to push you in? And she said, No. And I and I kind of just said to myself, like, she's she's gonna be fine. You can totally
0: totally out me here. It's okay. I want you to call me on it because I know, like, in that moment, I was like, my daughter's here. This is happening. And all of like, all like the reasons why I couldn't,
1: but you want to. But, but here's the difference. (laughs) This, this event was like three or four months ago now, right?
0: I know. And I'm still thinking about it.
1: I didn't have to push you in the pool for you to get some sort of impact from that experience it was even just the invitation to do so that got you thinking. And that in and of itself is, is enough. There are a lot of times we'll do a big launch or a big promotion. I've seen people that don't buy, but they're still transformed in some way. There's because for even just a moment, they thought about a new possibility. They daydreamed about a new direction. And somewhere within them, something clicked, something changed. And that can happen. So it, it you don't need to throw everyone in the pool. Even just...
0: I should sometimes, though. It's okay. You can kick me but, in the pool if you see one. If I'm standing next to a pool, yeah. push me in. It's serious.
1: <laughs> but even just the threat of it had an impact it did and that yeah so i think I, I think that's really you know that's that's important so
0: just you know for the for the sake of just finishing that story i just want to let you know that you know i used in my head i used the fact that my daughter was there i would lose sight of her i wouldn't be paying attention to her whatever and later she's like why didn't you because she heard you <laughs> ask me and she asked me yeah. why i didn't go up
1: but see that's just that's just one <sighs> way when Uh, perspective, right? Let's go back to the flash analogy. (laughs) Another one was like, you know, I'm, I really want to show my, my, my daughter's in the room. I really want to show her what's possible. Yeah. And I want to lead as a, as a great example. Um, I'm, I'm going to show her what fearless launching and fearless living really looks like. It's just, it's, (laughs) it's just the narratives that we choose, the perspective that we, that we get to choose. Uh, and now look, I'm not, there's no right or wrong decision. Yeah.
0: I know that. I know that
1: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the, the point is, is that we had an exchange and you're left impacted either way. Yes. Yeah. And that's the, that's the most important part. Um, so yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, so I wanted to bring this kind of back around to being a coach. And like, we're talking about other, we're kind of talking about how our students are, we're thinking, how, how do we know when someone's coachable and what does that look like? And what does it mean if you're coachable? But I think it's important to also look, look at yourself as you're delivering all of that and say, you know, am I willing to just let, to let go and be a coach? And am I willing to share things with people to try on, even if it might not work, um, and so this is something that comes up for me all the time is just like, sure, they're, they're willing to be, they're willing to be open and, and listen to what I have to say and listen to any guidance that I can give them. But what am I willing to do? Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that I ask myself. I'm like, what is it? What is a coach? What does that mean to you? Like, do you ever, was there a time when you maybe had to change how you thought about the relationship between like, I don't know, coach, coachee, student, teacher,
1: of course. I, I, I mean, you know, again, let's go back to what I said, which is so true, is that, you know, the ultimate lessons uh, and discoveries and breakthroughs come from action and experience. So yeah, I, gotta make, I had to make a lot of mistakes and stuff. And there's still, you know, mis- mistakes, I guess, but uh, there's just another way of calling them a lesson. Um, but here's some things that come up for me um, in terms of like, what does that role look like and, and how do you step into that role? Uh, and you tell me if they resonate with you. Uh, the, the first thing is there's absolutely has to be a commitment there. Um, and you're clear on that commitment. So the way I kind of visualize that is there's like this line in the sand, uh, or just like a line on the ground, uh, and it was just draw use in a line. And you walk right up to that line. And then the client walks right up to that line. And that's where you are both stepping into your commitment that... Each of you have a commitment. Now, when it comes to something like, let's just use my my Inner Circle Mastermind because these are my high-end clients. They pay a ton of money to coach with me and coach as a group for 12 months. So my commitment to them is much different than someone who bought like a $7 report from me last week. Obvious. So, you know, my commitment is, um, is, is supporting them in doing what, you know, I don't say whatever it takes, but supporting them in, in creating a breakthrough year in life and in business for them. And I'm really clear and they're really clear on like what that really means, like what I'm willing to do and not do. And like one example is I'm not going to build your business for you. Like I'm not going to get in there and be an employee for you. Like I'm not going to write your copy. If that's the case, you're going to give me a percentage or something and we're going to change our commitment and our roles. But I'm, they have questions. They need coaching. They, you know, need support in some way. Like, and they're going to have their commitment, right? Like, if I say, "Hey, we're going to get on a call every week," and they don't show up, they're not in their commitment. So that's the first piece, and and that's huge. We could do an entire episode just on the power of commitment. But I think another thing is that um, I see each client as the word I use just comes to mind as perfect. So what what we don't want to do is look at any client that we're working with as if something is wrong or broken with them. Because chances are, that's how they see themselves. And that's really, to me, what's going on is that they are speaking to the shortcomings that they believe they have to the insecurities that they have, uh, to the self-doubt, to the fear, and all the things that they're really trying to avoid is really what they're speaking to. And as a coach, you get a choice. You either join in on that conversation or you speak to the other part of them that knows that, that none of that is true. And you know you i really make a concerted effort to do that to speak to the part of them that is that is flawless that has everything within them to do what it is that they are out there to do that they don't need anything else like if if you told me one of your goals and it was a goal that you truly genuinely created yourself that you want to do you're like i really want this thing or i really want to accomplish that we would first come from to a place that you have everything within you to accomplish that, that you don't need to go like fix yourself before you do that. Sure. You're going to have to learn some lessons there, but the point is, is you have everything it takes. It's, it's all there waiting for you. And that's where I like, like to come from. Um, the, the third thing is you have to, and I think you started to really touch on this is I got to detach completely from all the ego stuff. Cause we are, we're all human that, that I, and I see myself doing it at times, um, but detach from myself and my role that I got to, I, I got to not say things to sound smart. I got to not say things because they, they sound right. And I got to just give up that role of looking good and being the person with all the answers. Like, hello, you're allowed to say, I don't know. If you know, but don't BS the client because you think you got good and look smart in front of them. And, and, and almost, I almost act as just like the, you know, we get woo woo again, but just like just the vessel, like I'm just the messenger. Uh, and that's it. It's not James, the almighty guru that has answers that no one else does. That's you do that. That's a dangerous route. And then the last thing I don't just throwing a bunch of stuffs out there. Um, the last thing, and I, I love, 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 love. I think this is when you become a really powerful coach is, uh, and I don't know where I heard this a long time ago, but I just picked it up and fell in love with it is you net. And this is really what separates teacher from coach as a coach. You never, ever, ever want to rob your students of a lesson. And that is so powerful because Yes, you can be coachable. And that's why we talk, are you coachable? Are you being coachable? How coachable are you being? But how many times have we had experiences where you, let's let's use like a loved one, right? We're like, you're giving them advice left and right. And they don't receive it. And then all of a sudden, someone else gives them that same advice. And you're like, and they're like, I think I'm going to do this thing. And it's like, seriously, I've been telling you to do that for six months. Right? Because... When it's your advice and you've got the answers, it has one one hundredth of the impact and effect on the client or the student than when they come up with it themselves. So I never let, I never rob someone of an, uh, of a lesson. Instead, I really just start to ask better questions so they can arrive at the destination or the lesson themselves. Just when they when when they're you know like in a conversation, a great example of this is like, well, what was your thought process behind this? You know, you're just getting curious, like why did you decide to do that? And then how's that been working out for you? Right? Has that been serving you? Is that is that something you want to continue doing? And you're just instead of just saying don't do that, do this because that's what we want to do. We're like I have the answer. I just want to tell them what to do. Instead, it's like. Well, like, let me ask that. Like, where did you where did that come from? And like, why did you decide to do that? And how's that been working for you? Well, actually, it isn't working at all. Have you thought about anything else? What, what would what else would you consider? Oh, I guess I could do this. It's just asking a bunch of questions, and they'll figure it out themselves. And that goes back to number two the, the, of the four I've shared, which is really getting that they have all the answers. They're not really coming to you for answers. Um, they're coming to you to you so that you can help them discover their own answers that they already had. And I,
0: or perhaps, or perhaps validate answers that they already have, but they're not confident enough to, or they don't have the confidence to say, yeah, I I know this is crazy, but I just want James to say it's great.
1: Don't even get me started (laughs) on how much permission is important to people, because (laughs) why do you think that's the case? Our Mm -hmm. entire lives, we've been asking for permission. Yeah. We, have, we were raised to ask permission to use the bathroom. Yeah. Your, your body is telling you it has to go to the bathroom, <laughs> but you're not allowed to until an authority figure tells you yes. So we don't realize that. But we when, you're, when you learn that, you take that with you your whole life. And and that's fine. Like, you know, you probably have to ask permission <laughs> for things when you're an employee for someone but as an entrepreneur we are still sitting there waiting for someone to give us permission and the whole point of entrepreneurship is doing something that no one else has ever done before so how could you possibly get permission the, the only there, no one will give you permission yeah so the only person that you that you should be getting permission from is, is yourself. Um, But yes, uh, you're so right. Uh, So if anyone comes to me, there's a lot of times they're just looking for validation. (laughs) And I give them, I say, you don't need it, but it's a great idea. You should do it.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know what I'm noticing with all these things that you're saying is that, you know, because one of my thoughts was, well, then how do you as the coach, let's just say, how do you measure your own satisfaction? Let's say with your own performance, it's not on their like outward success necessarily your clients outward success. It's how com- did were you both at the line committed or were you there committed regardless of what that what that client student does. Were you able to kind of ask the questions, see that see them as perfect and not flawed? Like you kind of have to come to that line and and hold yourself up to those. I think that's where our satisfaction comes. It can't come from, oh, well, someone didn't do the webinar I told them to do and they did and only one person showed up. That's not where your success is as the coach, I think. So,
1: yeah. It, and, and it's, it's funny you bring that up because I've, I'm going to be honest, I've never really sat there and said, what is the metric for measuring my success as a coach? Um, it's cut kind of, and I'm not, I don't want to say I'm right here or anything, but it's almost like how do you, how, and I'm asking a serious question, not rhetorical. How do you, or do you measure your success in your ability to love? Like when you're in a committed relationship with marriage, Now, and I'm not saying you don't, like I just, uh, it's like, how do you measure your success in that? I think there are ways that you could, you could measure that, but you also, you also don't have to. I think you could just like, every day it's about coming from a place of, of of love, and you know some days maybe your partner isn't isn't going to love you back. Maybe maybe they're not going to receive that love, and you go that's okay. I'm going to do it anyways. Um, and I think, I think that's, as far as I've gotten with my relationship as a, as a coach with a, with a client is like, they're not always going to step up to the line. They're not always going to be coachable. I'm just going to do my best every day to be that coach to them and, um, and be detached. Like they may never listen to anything I do, uh, say to them, they might not do anything. Um, and I have to be okay with that. Um, I don't want to, I don't, cause, cause here's, here's where it comes down to as I'm talking this out. I don't want my value as a human or my success. I don't want to become identified as, as I am a successful teacher or coach based on external variables that let's be honest, you do not have control over. You know, if, if you, if you, so let's say you say, I'm going to coach 10 people on having six figure launches. And you're going to now determine your validation, your value, your self worth as a human being based on not that you would, but someone could uh, uh, based on it, did these ten people have six figure launches? Well, let's say someone goes through a, a, a tragic experience in their life while they're coaching with you, the business gets put on the back burner. What then? Are you gonna are you gonna judge yourself? Based, well, I only got nine out of ten. No, of course not, because life happens and people have all kinds of other stuff, and you're not, you know, yeah, <laughs> there to like.
0: I think that, you know. I think honestly, James, that's the, the way that I approach it is just that. And also I think that it's important to share that kind of, that kind of perspective too with the students, with the clients, with whoever's, who, whoever you're helping and coaching. I'm very hesitant to use like the teacher coach word. I'm all of a sudden I got really self-conscious of, conscious of that, but what I'm, what I mean is, um, every time I go through Fearless Launching, and I'm sure this is the same with everybody with every single course out there online, there are people who go through so many different things, get get swept away into other things, make a decision, you know what, I was never actually really ready to launch. I don't even want to do this business anymore. There are so many variables that even, like, I try to let in a way, I try to let them off the hook, like, you know, that there are going to be things, like if they come back to me and say, hey, I failed, I didn't show up to any of the calls. I, okay, so we start today then, right? You know, I try to let them a little bit off that hook. And maybe that isn't right, but I really think that it's like, why why continue feeling bad and regretting and all of that? Um, and, you know, that's, where, that's how I measure my success as a teacher. If, if I, and a lot of what you said, is exactly how I measure my satisfaction. I don't look at my success. I look at my satisfaction with, you know, because I'm my, I'm my worst kind of judge. I'm the person who's like, you didn't say enough. You didn't get, you know, I'm the one who's like badgering myself. Did I give enough? I'm that person. And so for me, it is, it has to be about satisfaction. So I, I think about was my, how did I feel after that? Was my energy up? Did I, do I feel like I kind of came at the same place that they needed me in that moment? Or was I able to give them some little nugget of something that, you know, helped them turn some corner on their own. So it's kind of an, un, like an indescribable thing.
1: In and yeah, I think, I think as a, you know, to use our teacher coach uh, distinction, the, the teacher is, is just trying to give more and more stuff away right? Kind of what you almost spoke to. Am I giving enough? Um, and, and that is, is that is a slippery slope. Whereas the coach, it's nothing about getting them 1% more clear than they were when they started with you. They, if you get on call, it's what if we can just get a little bit more clear or get clear on that next thing that you need to do. And I think, I think that's what people need more than ever right now. We do not need more information, folks. I know. We just need more. <laughs> t-
0: we need more corners
1: turned. <laughs> yes, we, we need more clarity, focus, action to results. Yeah. And, and when you provide that, that's just going to be awesome. It's going to be powerful. Awesome.
0: I mean, honestly, James, we could probably keep going, go off on multiple <laughs> tangents. But I'm still yeah. thinking about that question I asked you at the beginning. What are you? What's going on? in the future? Or what do you like? Is there anything bubbling in the future in this realm of the mindset work?
1: There's, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> totally, you totally You're like uh, more episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, more episodes. No, there is. Um, uh, and we have a lot of uh, guests that I'm going to be um, really cool guests that I'm going to be interviewing. So that is definitely one thing is that um, I've, I've made this huge wish, wish list for the last year of all these people I want to interview and bring on. Um, and I'm going to be starting to do that. Um, but there is a, I, what I am finishing up actually as we, we speak, but it won't be available for a couple of weeks. Um, is a, I, I wanted to create an online course, but I didn't want to charge for it. So I made it free and it's, but it's like an actual course, you know, not like some like quick download, which is really just trying to sell into something paid that you don't value. Um, but, uh, it, and it's called activate. And basically I wanted to give people a foundational, um, or let me just say a foundation for the mindset for the, the way of being and the way of thinking as an entrepreneur, uh, because I think it's been trained out of us our entire lives. And then, uh, you know, we have just so many people that are going into business for themselves. And I think, frankly, at the end of the day, 99% of business owners and entrepreneurs don't know how to be an entrepreneur. Um, and, I, and here's how I know that, uh, first and foremost, besides just from like seeing how students and subscribers, the questions they ask and the, you know, the actions they take and the results they get. But even myself, I was a serial entrepreneur my entire life. Like I was doing lemonade stands and uh, eBay and like anything you can imagine. since I was a little kid and I still struggled. So I can imagine someone who doesn't have years and years and years of experience of running, starting, failing their own business, getting into the first time they have, they don't have the the education. It wasn't really taught in school. Um, you know, especially like primary and secondary school. Um, so, so that's what we've kind of created. It's like show people how to think like the entrepreneur, like once you have an idea, how do you test that idea? How do you know where to spend your time? How do you actually create a plan and a vision from that idea? Um, and then of course I bring in all this, you know, my, my woo woo side, cause that, that just played a huge role in me. You know, that was just such an impact in my life of, of how to create a vision, step into that vision, how to, how to, you know, see miracles in your life every day, how to have more patience and trust and knowing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all of that, so I love there it. is there stuff, but you know. Well,
0: I can't wait. I mean, if you do, you, can you share that link with me later so that I can pop it in the show notes for everybody to go check out?
1: Definitely.
0: Okay, because I want to check it out. I did see some picture, I did. some image of that. I was like, "What are you doing, leaking that? What, what's going on?"
1: Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> excited about that. So
0: that's exciting. Well, James, it's always a pleasure. I am going to. I'm I'm committing right now because I'm going to see you in what is it? November, November is November. the next live event. Yeah. So we'll be there for that with bells on yes. and well, not really, but I'll be there. And <laughs> though that would be funny. And yeah, just, I, I want to thank you so much. I can't wait to share a little bit more about the beta once we, you know, we're still in it. So what, well, once we're through it, um, but it's been amazing. And I've, I've just, I just loved going through the process and just kind of letting go and And taking your advice and being coachable. Yes.
1: (laughs) Now and now your your students are even more coachable because you become, uh, you know, the the leader for how to how to be. They are so
0: excited, James, Uh, I mean, they're I can't freaking so excited. I'm sorry, they're so excited, and I love it.
1: Yeah, and that has so much to do with who you are and what you stand for. Because they're looking to you for guidance and leadership. And I just can't even tell you. Like when I look at my inner circle, they don't listen to one-tenth of what I say or what comes out of my mouth. But they do follow, emulate, and pay attention to my actions Hmm. and how I show up. And I got clear a long time ago, I'm going to be way more impactful through my actions and, and, and how I show up than anything that comes out of my mouth. Because they're just words, blah, blah, oh, blah, blah, blah.
0: So it, true. So true. I love it.
1: That's, that's the best part about what you're doing, uh, Anne. So that's amazing.
0: Can't wait. Uh, I, I mean, I will definitely share more, but um, I want to thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me for the last hour. That was great.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: We'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of The Fearless Launching Show. Make sure you listen to the Mind Your Business podcast uh, with James and his co-host, Phoebe. This is one of my favorite business podcasts. And most of the time, they're talking about stuff that's not related to your conversion rate. So they do do that. So I want to make sure that you... Definitely, if you've got your podcast app open, that you also head over to the Mind Your Business podcast. And then make sure to head over to ansamoylove.com forward slash 149 to get all the links to anything that we've mentioned today to kind of just reprocess what we talked about. And then also to just grab the downloadable that I've created for you on how to become an amazing teacher. We will talk soon and I so appreciate you. I am, this is probably one of my favorite episodes of the entire summer, and I hope it's yours too. I'd love to hear from you. So just email me, reach out, leave a comment, however you want to get in touch. And I would love to know what you thought. All right, take care and I will see you next week.